Previously on the Jay and Dan podcast. Mm-hmm. We're into September. See What's that sound? Laugh. A cat? Mm-hmm. We're into September now, the month of the cat. Mm-hmm. Most of the fairs that the, the carnies are at right now, they'll be packing up and heading to Orono Tuesday, Wednesday. So I sit on my front stoop and watch them roll into town. Mm-hmm. Last time they left and uh, the fairgrounds, they left a couch behind. Did you pick it up? <laughs> no, I'm like, if only that's, that couch could tell some <laughs> the tale. stories. Mm-hmm. It's the only way you can kill a carny. Is with <laughs> rusty railroad spike. Everybody knows that. Mm-hmm. Carney Killer. <laughs> Starring Dan O'Toole. Mm-hmm. You're on some sort of trail with your arms folded. Looks like you have a boner in that one. Mm-hmm. Uh, just hanging out in Peterborough. You're just hanging off of it. How high are you there? You mean... Like not... High- <laughs> 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 Wolfgang yes. is standing at our table. He's like, hi, what? Welcome to Spago. It's <laughs> like, wow. Okay. I thought he was going to say, like, get the f- out. <laughs> You're listening to the Jay and Dan podcast. Everyone's got a podcast now. Even the carnies. Carney cast. From Dan O'Toole's <laughs> Hot Tub. Podcast for the week of September 9th. 2019. Don't know where you live in this great country of ours, but uh, where we live in the Toronto region, it's been freezing at night. I think it's close to snowing. <laughs> Yesterday, we got out of our uh, out of our show, out of the studio, <laughs> to get in the car. I was like, "What the f- is going on here?" I had to put it's the heat on. Early man. September. I know. And normally, this city anyway is it's um, the best month of the year september weather wise i don't know what's going on now it's garbage that didn't dampen our spirits when we met up at the orono fair this past weekend though what a time we had in orono ontario (laughs) i'll say this yeah do tell well okay you have talked about orono a fair bit on this podcast for the last uh Crack my yerba. Mine too. It's nice to, to crack the drinks again. On the, remember we used to do that all the time with the Nas. <laughs> they still make that stuff? Oh, yeah. Woo. Why not, eh? We were fat. It jubby, boys. There's a lot of sugar in that yeah. stuff. But uh, kept you going. Anyway, uh, yerba mate, that's the way to go now. Yeah, I have to say, you've talked a lot about Orno, yeah. and you've said nice things, but you've mm-hmm. uh, been very, I think, um, somewhat uh, self-deprecating about your town and, and, you know, its place in the world, losing all the businesses, the, the bank and the bakery. <laughs> the and mayor. And the liquor store. And, and the train left in 1910. All the things that have left. But my wife and I, and our children, because we had to bring them. My wife. My wife and I drive up there and am instantly transformed into a charming fairy tale rural Ontario wonderland. It was wonderful. That's right. And even before I saw you, our official greeter to the town greeted you at the fair. Yeah, that's true. But before I get to that, I just want to say something. <laughs> yeah, the woman, she put the finger in the hole. <laughs> yeah, she came right up to both of us. No, it, um, it's a beautiful town. Beautiful century homes. Yep. Your house is fantastic, 
you've done a wonderful job with that. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, the, the whole town, it, this is the thing about small Ontario towns. Uh, they're all so old. They're all, you know, uh, mid-19th century, a lot of them, like late 19th century. Yep. So the houses reflect that. And they're all well-kept, and they're all, uh, they're all Victorian, beautiful brick houses, lots of brick in Ontario. And, man, that, that, it was a very charming town. And then the fair itself, spectacular. That's right. I mean, lots of people, See, everyone having a great time. That's a good country fair. Because you've got cows, you've got uh, people with the prize-winning ducks, you got the tallest sunflowers, you got all that stuff. Yeah, you have all that stuff. Uh, you insisted on taking us to that first, as my <laughs> kids were like, "Are we gonna go on any rides? Does Uncle Dan want to see another pie?" No, because we were looking for the, the, see petting, another... the uh, petting zoo. He wants Old to see... man, toolsy. <laughs> I thought. I thought that part was never going to end. You're like, all right, now we have to go see the big cucumber. I'm like, what? <laughs> sure enough, there was a massive cucumber there. I, he wasn't lying. It was gigantic. It was amazing because there was a cucumber, like it was the size of a loofah brush. Like it was like a bat, basically. And then all the other, the second and third place cucumbers were just normal cucumbers. Like someone is, is do, using HGH on the cucumbers at their garden. Did you see the winning sunflower? It was like 30 feet. 30 feet in the air. I don't know what's going on out there. My erections have returned. And then um, the rink. So you mentioned the, uh, the unofficial uh, <laughs> greeter of the town. I'm standing there waiting to go on the uh, probably one of the worst rides. All the rides. Because my daughter's four. Like She's going on just rides that are just embarrassingly slow and... Well, it's either that or you go in ones that spin in a circle. Because that's yeah, all they do. That's all you've got. Yeah, that's, that's kind of all, all you've you got there. And it's fine, though. They had lots of rides for little kids. It was great. And we're waiting. And all of a sudden, this massive dude comes up to me. And, like, and it was Bickle. It was Brian Bickle. <laughs> well, I thought it was Rocky for a minute. <laughs> okay. Uh, he uh, was terrific. He was... Uh, yeah, very proud of the town, as he should be. Yeah, and his name's on the, the sign coming in. Name's on the welcome sign. And then also there's a uh, a tribute to him, sort of a shrine to him in the rink. Yep. And we took a picture of that, <laughs> and you sent that to him. So I think he really enjoyed that. Yeah. Uh, but the rink was a really nice... I've been a lot of small town rinks, a lot of small town rinks. And that rank right up there with the best of them. Beautiful rink. Everything was nice. The town was very impressive. It had that perfect rink smell. The one thing I will say, and Uh-oh. again, your house, beautiful, Uh-oh. stunning, really did a nice job with it. Your hot tub is so small mm-hmm. that I feel like you, did you do that on purpose? Because you yes. want to discourage other yes. humans from getting into it. Yes. Okay, because most people go the other way, right? Most no. people are like, no. we got to get a 12-person tub because you don't want the legs dangling and touching other no. people's legs. They Come try on, to sell me on fun. the six-seater. I'm like, nope, I don't want to sit in other people's juice. I want max, maybe two other people in there with me. Right. So how many, how, what's the most people you've had in that? And it smells good, too, the cedar. Two adults, two kids, so it's perfect size there. Okay, okay, yeah, that's good. Yeah, I gotta say, I was very, very impressed, and I texted you later that night my idea, because you are concerned about the town, the business is leaving. My idea is, it was very convenient to get to from, from downtown Toronto. Mm-hmm. You should market, the town should be marketed 
as a like a Hamptons like getaway instead of like cottage country. That's right. It's like, hey, you want to buy a cool century house? You can fix it up. Live in a cute little town, easy to get to from downtown. Way quicker than uh, say Muskoka or Stony Lake in the Kawarthas. Boomsies. That's how you get. Yeah, that's how you get Orono back on its feet. I've been told that my house, so it was built 1875, is an old Ontario cottage. Whatever you want to picture that as because but i don't think people in horse and buggies were commuting to cottages because that seems like a pain an old ontario cottage mm-hmm. so someone used it as a cottage who lived in the city i guess i mean i could see that i guess yeah i guess i guess i, I could see the it big city. um i just think it's a that's the way you guys need to go and then this whole thing with the welcome sign you need to maybe uh did we talk about this last week i don't think we did with the, the Toronto sign. Oh, the Toronto not the, sign. Not the welcome sign, the Toronto sign. This is a, this is huge. You this guys started, um, yeah, last week. I think it was like Tuesday morning. Yeah. I uh, hear commotion outside my house, and I'm like, what? There's no one in this town ever. What's going on? Right. So I look across the street at the town hall, and there's a bunch of people out front. Ooh. So and I they're go, like, we want Dan out. <laughs> <laughs> so I see my, uh, my buddy Brian, who runs on, the, uh, the bookstore. Uh, in Kirby, and uh, I said, bro, what's, uh, what's going on over there? He says, they're trying to get the Toronto sign that used to be in front of City Hall, still is, that lights up, everyone takes their tourist pictures. I didn't realize how recently that sign went up. It, 2015, like, for the Pan Am Games. Oh, okay, yeah. I think, that's what I read anyway. I thought it was older than that. I thought, but so did I. But so it's, it's getting all banged up, because everyone's leaning on it. Well, it's beca- it was supposed to be up just for the Pan Am yeah. Games, and then everyone loved it so much, they're like, just leave it up. But it's not sturdy enough, obviously, and they want to replace it with something more permanent. So, lo and behold, you've got this Toronto sign ready to go. That's right, because Orno is Toronto without the T's. So, some people put their heads together and are like, why don't we try to get it? And it got national news attention. It was in uh, all the Toronto papers. It was in the national papers. It was on CTV. It was on other local stations. So, it got some traction. Uh, I think the uh, the mayor, John Torres, kind of backed off on saying he's... He's like, well, maybe we can bring it to lots of communities. Yeah, that was weird. Like a tour or something? Yes. No. And no then, one wants then, the Toronto sign in their town if they're from, like, Stratford. And then and then another one was like, well, why don't we bring it in there, and then we'll just light up just the Orono letters and leave the T letters dark or something? I'm like, just, what are you doing? You said it in the article. Who else is going to get any use of the, out of this other than us? <laughs> It's perfect for you guys. I it's baffling that this is somehow And then Taggart you can't and Torrance make a decision. Taggart and Torrance, they said we'll take the T's. I'm like, perfect. How perfect would that be? They got the T's, you get the Orno, you're a hero in the town. Everybody want finally wants to keep you there instead of <laughs> kicking you out. You, that Chinese uh, food restaurant next door to you, by the way, the menu looked really good. Yeah, we went to town there uh, for dinner. I ordered way too much food. Just I did a you. Generally. I did a you. Yeah, I generally order. I ordered like two of everything. I came back. Everyone's like, why do you have so much food? I'm like, you told me to get this. Yes. Yeah, well, you're just supporting the local business. (laughs) No, the menu is extensive. uh, Yeah, I think things are looking up for Orno after that fair. I think things are definitely looking up. I tell you, my cousin uh, Maggie, she came to go to the Friday night concert. um, And then Saturday, she just says, she goes, I'm going to stay the whole weekend. Yeah. She, we went to the fair like eight times. Who was the concert again? The Roadhammers. Stoff, can you uh, can you look up some Roadhammers? 
Now, this is uh, the lead singer of the Roadhammers is... Jason McCoy. Jason McCoy. Yeah. Got some Who was some a hits. big superstar in the 90s for Canadian country C- Country music. music. And then has kind of reinvented himself yeah. as the lead singer of this band. And hey, speaking of country music, how about a shout out to the Recklaws? Winning Album of the Year at the Canadian Country Music Awards uh, on Sunday. So awesome. That is fantastic. Nicest people. Of course, they do the uh, Thursday Night Football theme on TSN. Mm-hmm. Long live the night. And then we haven't even delved into the biggest news of the weekend, uh, which was Bianca Andrescu. That's right. A match. Winning the U.S. Open. You started watching it at our house in Orno. That's right. And you had to get the kids home to bed. And we're going to discuss it in depth with our guest that we're going to be calling here in a minute, our former co-worker, Andy Roddick. And I have some, uh, an interesting way to introduce him because uh, he had uh, some we call foresight. Him up he had some foresight okay. about it. No, Roadhammer's not happening? No. No. What's going on, Stella? Well, I, I got some Roadhammer here if you wanted to. Let's quickly. just hear like for 30 okay. seconds of Road. I road hope hammer. it's the right Roadhammer, but let's, let's go. Hear. Roadhammer's. I think I heard this one. This is a hauling ass. A bunch of donkeys in the uh, video. Okay, I like it. See? Catchy. You know what? That's that's classic country right there. Every year I show up at the country concert, the Friday night of the Oral Fair, there's like three, four thousand people there. Every, I'm like, three, four thousand people? Yeah. Crazy. Wow. Didn't Sloan come out and play? No, it's always country acts. Oh, okay. Sloan paid, played Peterborough. Oh, right, Peterborough. The How do you get, on Hunter. We need to get a campaign going, get our uh, Twitter followers, send some messages to Sloan, get them to play it. Three, four thousand? That'd be a blast. Yeah, but I think they're kind of, the country music is, you're getting country every year. Listen, you, oh, well then in that case, we need to get a campaign going. Rec Laws. Yes. Next year, oh, Friday oh, night, Rec Laws. Just blowing the roof off that. There'd be rink. like five thousand people there for that, for sure. I'm not even probably a hundred thousand people. <laughs> it's okay, so a let's festival. start the campaign. Reclaws next Friday. Reclaws next Friday. And I next, love that uh, idea. Next Friday concert at the Orono Fair. Okay, I want to say something about our friend Andy Roddick, who we okay. miss dearly. I was reading a very prestigious uh, newspaper online called Metro UK. I'm, it's probably bots or something. <laughs> but in it, Andy's interviewed, and they ask him who... This was back August the 22nd. They asked him who he thought was going to win on the women's side at the United States Open this year. And he said, and I quote, I think Andrescu on the women's side is an informed name. Maybe people won't know as much, like Serena Williams, but she's been playing great this year. He named Bianca weeks before the tournament started. And look what happened. Looks like he's a bit of a... Karnak type down in Austin, Texas, predicting things. <laughs> nice work. Way to go, Andy. Guys, thank you. <laughs> How, so you saw the writing on the wall before the end. She played your buddy in the final. I'm just I'm just amazed that, like, so you guys, we, we all failed over at Fox Sports, and you guys are employed again. I never got a job again. Yeah. Well, you did, I, come on, I, you don't want one. I, I didn't see it like that, Andy. I saw it as you, as soon as you saw the first ratings book, you were like, I am getting the f- out of here. <laughs> and I am going back to Austin as fast as this jet will take me. 
<laughs> like you, you hopped off the sinking ship first, and to that I commend you. Thank you. I think I had, I think I had friendlier language in my contract. Yeah, we were kind of. You locked don't in miss there. going to work Monday <laughs> to Friday, though. Come on. No, I, I'm, I'm, I'm good. I'm good. How are you guys? Oh, we're great. We miss you, buddy. What, what do you? What's your fondest memory of that time? I, it's a, a little, <laughs> a few years have passed now. There must be something positive you've taken from that. I remember you let me hit tennis balls at you one time. That was fun. That, yeah, that went uh, viral. That was very popular. We were considering letting <laughs> Bianca do the same thing now. <laughs> yeah. She, I'm telling you, she is she is as good as I've seen on the women's side for a young prospect in a long, long time. She's so I think the thing, Andy, that amazed me was the Belinda Burchich, was am I saying that right? Yeah, Benchich, the, yep. Benchich, the uh the semifinal match when she was down four one, she was down five two, and you think, well, you know, any other nineteen year old at that point either just wouldn't have the the fortitude mentally to come back or just would just say, listen, I'll conserve energy and I'll take my chances in a in a third set. But she comes back, it was it was an incredible performance. The the match against Serena was sort of not a letdown, but it would it that semifinal was really where you saw what what uh what Bianca was made of. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of examples of that, too. I think she's something like 18-3 and three on the year in three-set matches. So, I mean, that just speaks to kind of being she, – she's just like a good match player. Like, she, she kind of has this moxie and this, she kind of emotes a little bit and lets you in and, uh, you know, something telling. So, two, two things that were telling in the final. She wins a, a – a, I think she holds serve to go, up, go from 3-2 to 4-2 in the first set against Serena – and kind of has like the entire stadium against her and just yells, yells out this like huge come on kind of maybe maybe even stares Serena down a little bit. I'm going, oh, okay, she's here. She's here to like kind of, she, she's not scared to go at her. And, and when and, Serena made a run and Bianca had to shut her ears, like overcoming yeah. that because you, you could just implode. Well, I mean, so the, the, the second thing was you mentioned Ben Schitt's coming back from 4-1 down, but being 5-1 up and being, like, in your mind, you're a minute and a half from a U.S. Open title, and then all of a sudden Serena comes back, all of America is against you, Meghan Markle's there. Like, it's, it's <laughs> thing. I mean, it's, it's, yeah. it, it, I mean, but then to kind of, like, even more impressive to me is, like, recovering against the greatest of all time. You just blew a lead. And, and then to kind of, I don't know, man. She just, I, she's good, and she, she can... She withstood Serena's pace. You know, normally when Serena kind of gets after it a little bit, uh, not a lot of people can kind of just kind of neutralize her pace. And I, I just couldn't be more impressed. I mean, I've, I've been impressed since Indian Wells. Then she kind of went away for a little bit. She was hurt and then came back and won. I mean, she just kind of wins a lot. And, and I mean, I, I think barring health, right, because that's a concern at this point because she has been injured a little bit. I mean, I, I don't see a world where she doesn't win a lot of Grand Slams. Wow, that'd be so Amazing. awesome. That'd be so good for our country. Yes. We haven't won any, Andy, up until this point. <laughs> I don't know if you knew that. Dude, I, I, want, I, I want all of your players to move like a thousand miles to the south. Yeah. yeah. We, we, well, I was, uh, I was noticing because you are the uh, 2003 U.S. Open men's champion, and uh, we couldn't be prouder about that. But one thing, Andy, you're the last American to win a Grand Slam, period. I couldn't believe that. Yeah, on the men's side, it's uh, 
I mean, our, our, our women, our prospects are, are great. Um, you know, we were, I, I think Andrescu is obviously the, the kind of the, the best of the bunch. Um, you know, her and Osaka are kind of setting the pace, but we have really good girls on the, you know, Coco Golf is, is, is really good. And we yeah. have Anna Samovu in the semis of the French Open. And we have, we have like a, a, a roster of really good young, young women players. And um, I, hopefully kind of the men, the men follow suit at some point. Andy, what, um, sorry, let me ask you, Andy, why is that? Why? I mean, you think, I think growing up, I think men's tennis, I think Americans dominating, yeah. male, males dominating the sport. What, what has happened in your opinion? Well, I, I honestly, I mean, I, I, this is probably a simplistic answer and there, there's probably more reasons to it, but I, I think the best path to monetizing female athletic talent is probably through tennis. Right. Um, and I don't know that that's true on the men's side. Um, you know, there's, there's, a, there's maybe more options. Maybe it's as simple as, hey, listen, you know, Coco Goff has two extremely athletic parents who were both good athletes in college. Uh, you know, you, you would think that they would have an athletic daughter. You know, what's the route? You know, tennis seems like a great option, whereas uh, if you kind of had a similar situation uh, with, uh, with a guy – you know, maybe you're competing with baseball. Maybe you're competing with football. Maybe it's basketball. Mm-hmm. You know, so I, I just think there are more options. So um, maybe you know the the, the the best financial route um, for for a really 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 great female athlete is is tennis. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, Andy, your 2003 U.S. Open win to say it was life changing for you. I guess that would be an understatement since it was the the tennis championship for your own country. Yeah, I mean, it was it was it was just strange, you know. It was uh, I went to that tournament when I was nine, like when when Connors made his run in '91. I was there, like sneaking into the stadium, um, you know. So, <laughs> and then twelve years later, and then it's it's just it's just crazy, like you know, things you never thought would happen. Oh, oh, lose. oh, we're losing, you, Andy. Andy, we got. Did you go into a cave? Are you in a cave, Andy? In a cave. I'm not in a cave. Oh, you're back. Okay, we got you. Oh, good. I'm safe. Okay, I got out. Good. Um, no, it was completely life changing. It was. It was. It was. It was nuts. And then um, here's my thought. And like I, because we we lived in America, we got to work with you. I want to save American men's tennis, and I have a simple <laughs> solution to do that. And that's the fact that you are a year younger than Roger Federer. Boomsies, come back, reboots are all the fashion right now. Every all the TV shows are rebooting. The Beverly Hills 90210s reboot. Andy Roddick going straight to the Grand Slam final. We'll start at the Aussie Open, start at the easy yeah. one, and we'll we'll start from there, and we'll just crush it next year. We'll we'll win them all. Are you in? No. Okay. Oh. Um, <laughs> there's, 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 there's no chance. I, I like how everyone's kind of parallel that they draw with this conversation. <laughs> the comeback is like, well, Roger, who's like the best of all time, is still playing, so therefore everyone should be fine. <laughs> exactly. Kind of. Yeah. I mean, he's got 12 sets of twins, Andy. I know you guys have kids, but... It's true. I mean, because the, the, the facts are, when I did retire, I was obviously better than he was. <laughs> so it stands. It, so it stands to reason that I would still be better. I agree. Now, yes. when you see stories about Roger, because there was some other uh, things that went on at the U.S. Open, where you're like, "Okay, Roger, okay, yeah, we get it. He's a great guy." Does it start to annoy you? Where you're like, <laughs> "Okay, okay, enough already." 
I, I promise if, if he showed any signs of weakness as far as his, as far as just the, the human element, I'd be the first in line. But but then like the truth of the matter is like I we put in a request. He comes and he, he gave us a full day in, in Austin last year for the foundation. He he like comes and he's like, How can I add value today? What can I do to help? It's like and his plane was delayed afterwards. He wasn't even mad about it. He's like a cyborg. Like I was like, can it, he's like, he's like, can I, I was like, can I get you some food? And he's like, I don't eat food. I just, I just, I just, Merca I just, doesn't he, let him eat. I just, I just breathe air, and that's enough yeah. for me. It's, you just, it's, there's no weakness. You were waiting for him to turn down that invitation to your charity event to be like, what an ass. What yeah, an I was ass. Like the guy, I was like, he doesn't even like children besides his own. <laughs> hey, speaking of children, I saw your uh, your wife uh, was praising you on Twitter, Andy. Because did you join the PTA in your yes. kid's school? What are you? You're the only dad who did it. I'm the only dad. I have. I'm kind of intimidating. It's 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 like how far we've fallen, right? Uh, I have my first like coffee meeting with the two like overlords of the PTA tomorrow morning <laughs> oh, after, oh, no. after after drop off oh my gosh so what, what will uh, go on yeah, at that what, meeting? what will you discuss i don't know i'm just going to try to figure out like a role where if i fail massively i can just like donate my way out of it <laughs> Because I get emails from my kid's school, and I struggle to get a paragraph in where I'm like, I'm sure they've got this under control. Yeah, I, there's a lot of communication. Compared to when we went to school, yeah. Andy, there's way more communication, I find, now. Oh, too much. There's a lot of access, right? There's, yeah. You can just, there's emails all the time. So I, I don't know what I'm in for. I'm, 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 I think I'm going to do it. Um. Yeah, I mean, well, I am going to do it. It's too late now. But um. <laughs> yeah, you're, I mean, your wife literally went on Twitter and said you're doing yeah. it. So I think you're kind of stuck now. But why did you initially decide to do it? You're just trying to score points with her. Is that what it was? Yeah. Uh, okay. Yeah, that, that's what I figured. Yeah. I thought yeah. that, but I just wanted to confirm with you. And yeah, and how's Austin these days? Uh, hot. Yeah. Um, it, but it but it's uh it's all good, all good. You know, it's uh. You know, it's going to stay warm throughout the winter. Same with you guys, right? Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. When's oh, the best Andy. time for us to visit when there's not a million people in Austin? There's always a. Do you got? I mean, you, you got to do like the like the South by Southwest and yeah. like all that stuff because it's like really fun. I mean, I'm, I'm I'm shocked they haven't asked you guys to lead a like a like a panel yeah. on. You know, on flunking ex- out in ex- the states, <laughs> like, ex- like expertise in broadcasting, or like spending three years in America and what's that like, or you know, I don't know, it's anything. Well, yeah. you know what I miss? You, we, we asked you what you miss the most from Fox. I miss a free dinner every night. That was amazing. Yeah. I thought know, that was the greatest. You know what I miss is like is like the casual haircut that you don't actually have to plan anything. Like you just go <laughs> yes. in and it's like you get a haircut once a week and you never get behind and you never have like the weird thing like. I miss that maybe yeah. the most. Free, yeah. Like the like the haircut where they're like, "Hey, let me just give you a trim." I'm like, "Oh yeah, why don't you just give me a trim?" <laughs> and Andy, you went back to Austin pretty quick. I had the sense that you weren't kind. Of, you weren't an LA guy. No, I, I wasn't a fan. I, I I did. I enjoyed. I enjoyed the work. I thought it was fun. I you know I I, I had no idea what I was doing, as you guys <laughs> were fully aware of. But I I like I I enjoyed kind of testing it and seeing and you know you know listen we there was every chance we might have caught lightning in a bottle i'm pretty sure that didn't happen but um but uh, i i enjoyed it it was it was a great learning experience it was really fun and i got to hang out with 
Canada's finest. It was really fun hanging out with you, and I remember the the big promo shoot we did at the one big studio, and everybody, all the guys were in suits, but you wanted to wear jeans, and they it gave you a dark pair of jeans, remember, Andy? And they were, we were sitting on white cubes, and you kept getting up. Them. Yeah, and the, <laughs> and the ink off the jeans. It was like they just pressed them in a factory in Japan, and then they had just shown up, and they put them on you, and they're all hot. I was like, the, I was like, the, the jeans are, are leaking. <laughs> Have you been in touch with one of our former co-workers, now the manager of the Philadelphia Phillies, Gabe Kapler, maybe the most intense human on earth? I love Gabe. <laughs> he actually texted me, text me from, uh, I don't even know what this is. He texted me from a bar the other night, and it was like it had like the list of like who's been at this bar. And he took like a screenshot. And I guess I had been at the bar, and he sent me like the name and like the board and the name of the bar as if I should <laughs> know it. And I was like, I go, I, I said, Gabe, this probably speaks to my condition when I was at that bar. I have no idea where that is. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. That guy used coconut oil for everything. He, like cooking, sitting, like, I think he puts it on so he can fit into certain types of shirts. Oh, yeah. <laughs> a sex. He Other uses things. It for sex, yeah, yes. yeah. He talked about using it for, uh, for sex as well. So, <laughs> if you were wondering. I, I, yeah, I. Was, I so that's I'm interested to see how you guys segue. <laughs> we never segue. No, you segues know. are for We chunks. don't know how to do that. Yeah. We're not quitters. No, exactly. Uh, uh, so I guess that's an open invitation uh, to Austin that we've got. Yes. Okay. Perfect. Yes. Any, I can't wait. Any, anytime. My, Brooke still has a crush on on Jay. So not so much Dan, but oh, okay. big, big still, I don't understand. And didn't she, she just, she's the only one, Andy. <laughs> I'll take it. And didn't she just yeah. sell her company, or they merged with another company? Yeah, she just got her company acquired by this uh, company, Stitch Fix, which went public last year. So, and was, please explain pretty... what her company is. Yeah, so it's like an online wardrobing system, right? So, uh, basically, everything is online. You can, you know, it, it, basically, they took think of like your music when it went to iTunes, right? It used to be like separate. You used to be able to flip through it. But then when it was iTunes, it's all in one place. You can look at everything, kind of scroll through everything. Uh, so that's kind of what it was. And, but they had like real time data of what people were buying and you know, how, why, when, and where. So that was, uh, that was valuable. Wow. So like the Spotify of clothing. Kind of. Yeah. Wow. And she got it acquired and that's the best thing because then you don't <laughs> have like- to do anything. You just <laughs> take the money and run. I just, I just, I just change diapers, take care of the babies, and let Mama bring it home. That's oh, it. buddy, you are That's living right. the life down there, and I couldn't be happier for you. Listen, if you ever uh, swing up our way uh, for like the Rogers Cup or something like that, uh, we'll take you out on the town. We'll take you to a bar. We'll get your name <laughs> scribbled at the bar. You'll not remember which bar it is, but we'll remember <laughs> for you. What city are you guys in right now? We're in Toronto. It's cold. I'm there. I'm there September 26th. Oh, what for what? Hold on, there. It's like some. It's a. It's an old dude tennis event. Oh, September twenty sixth. Yeah, uh, we worked that night. <laughs> <laughs> I've got my calendar here. It's a Thursday. Oh, that's great. Well, hey, well, okay. Let's let's scratch that when I'm like five minutes from you. Let's make it like an like a, a winter visit for you guys to enjoy the weather. That, yes. That'd be easier. Okay. That sounds yeah, good great. to me, my friend. Well, listen, give uh, give Brooklyn our best, and uh, and good luck with the PTA meeting tomorrow. And uh, I know you got you got a lot. Go- well, you don't have that. Bring food. On, but- bring donuts, and then you're in. Yeah, but uh, yeah, yeah, bring donuts to the meeting. 
I think I'm going to do that. I, I'm going to go upstairs right now and pick out my outfit. <laughs> nice good, work, buddy. Good luck, my friend. Thanks for taking the time, my friend. All right, guys. See ya. That's uh, 2003 U.S. Open champ Andy Roddick, who uh, at one point uh, hit tennis balls at us in, in the back well, area you, of, our, uh, of our studio. What do you think of that idea of Bianca doing the same thing? We get kitted up. I'd like if we She's do it too again. nice, though. Andy... No, he, there was he some took, evil behind he his took eyes. Joy in it. <laughs> yeah, he took a lot of joy in it. It was finally his chance. Uh, because, and also, he, he was upset that his wife, Brooklyn Decker, said to him that she had a crush on me. So this was his chance. But then you ended up taking really a lot more of that because I think he was not as accurate as he <laughs> We did was. say, so he did it underhand. He said, it's still going to hurt. I said, well, how about overhand? He's like... No, I might kill someone because I don't know where it's going to go. Yeah. <laughs> uh, he, by the way, um, all joking aside, he worked the hardest out of anyone on that show that we were on in L.A. Well, Gabe probably worked the hardest. Because I'd always... Gabe was like the most intense. And yes. Tried to prepare. But I'd go over to Moe's to get like a salad that's been sitting out and it's... Got E. coli, everything on it I because everyone always got cafeteria. Always got sick off the Simpsons, yeah. and I'd see in the corner all by himself was Andy Roddick with his notes and his computer and his laptop. He and, took it seriously. Yeah, yeah. He was. He wanted to give it a try, but it, uh, and I joked about the ratings. Like, I think, yeah, the the way it went with that show. You know, when we started with Andy and Donovan and Gary Payton. And Carissa, like, one by one, and actually started before that, because I remember Aaron Andrews had a show, a college football show. Everyone's talking about uh, Fox having a college football show. They had one. Aaron Andrews hosted it. It tanked miserably, and like a week later, she was no longer on the network. And then none of the NFL and Fox guys were on the network. And then none of our co-hosts were on the network. (laughs) And suddenly, we were the only people on the network. (laughs) Uh, because, as he pointed out, the language in the contracts. Always check the language in the contracts. It uh, kept us tied there for a long time. We got to hit Austin. I'm oh, serious. Man. Yeah, big time. That we can bring so Jim fun. Pearl. We could bring Andy. Would like to see him. Can you imagine the four of us going out on the town in Austin? Come on, it'll be fun. Who <laughs> would survive? We need to find this bar that uh, Gabe Kapler was in. Yeah, and we can Gabe, all visit yeah. that. I wonder what, uh, what do you think Chris Collinsworth is up to right now? What do you think he's doing? Tom Brady can now feel very comfortable with what's going on on his backside. <laughs> That's what he's up to. Mm-hmm. His backside. What's going on with your backside, Tulsi? Yeah, everything's good, I think. So, um, just one more reminder about the podcast tour. Oh, my goodness, we hit the road. Not next week, the week after. That's or the right. next week. Next week we do. Yeah, it's, um, it is coming up, ladies and gentlemen. It is coming up fast. Uh, we are coming to Victoria and Vancouver in two weeks. We uh, McPherson Playhouse in Victoria, Vogue Theater in Vancouver. Do you have the dates, Tulsi? I believe it's the 20th and 21st. Yep. Friday the 20th in Victoria, Saturday the 21st in Vancouver. Christoph will be with us 
on stage. Going to be a big uh, walk-up crowd to those ones, so you better get your tickets so those people don't steal them from you. Yeah, you don't want that. Uh, what we, In all sincerity, we want to see you guys. We're going to have a great time. And uh, so buy your tickets to those ones. We mentioned it again in October. We'll be in Edmonton, Calgary. And then in November, we've got three cities. We're doing, uh, on the first, we are doing Saskatoon. That's sold out, ladies and gentlemen. Good news for you people in Saskatchewan. We're in Regina on the 15th of November. It's a Friday, so you can come down to that one. And on the 2nd of November, I'm going back and forth a little bit, but just uh, letting you know, Saturday, November the 2nd, we are at the Garrick in uh, Winnipeg. That is going to be a blast. I can't wait for that one. And uh, that's crazy. Uh, make sure you get an oil change because we forgot to tell you, you're driving us to Ooh. all of these stops. So, uh, oh, do, to- we, do we at least get the RV? No, it's your car that you drive to work. You think I'm losing out on that deal? No, I'm just saying. We forgot to warn you. Yeah, I don't think I'm in on that. (laughs) Buckle up, boys. I am not in on that at all. That's how Taggart and Torrens do go to their podcast tours. In their van. The two of them in the van. So they got room to stretch out. Stoff, what are you driving these days? Uh, A Kia Forte. Oh, boy. That's a good vehicle. It's a nice vehicle. Got room in there. I'd be squeezed in, I think. There's no spare tire, so there's extra room. <laughs> hey, there's our boy, Bobby Roode. He's, uh, Tools, he's excited. He's watching Monday Night Raw. We're never going to get him on the podcast. We were supposed to have him when you were away, but uh, he keeps he's in the ring every Monday night now because he's right. in a tag team, so he's back in the spotlight. And as I said to him, hey, it's good that you aren't available on Monday nights because that means you're back in the ring. Yeah, he's uh, having a heck of a career is what he's having. Yeah, so he's that's doing great. really well for himself. Wow. Good Peterborough boy. Correct. Uh, so as we leave you, just a reminder to um, go buy podcast tour tickets, but also to go visit Orono if you get a chance. <laughs> uh, just just drive out. Uh, basically, uh, you take the 401 eastbound. You hit the 35-115. You head north on that. And, and uh, basically right there. And we live in apple country. It's apple picking season. <laughs> Doesn't appeal to me in any way. Not me neither. I... After one apple you pick, you're like, okay, I just, can I just yeah. get out of here? Can I leave? Can <laughs> someone make me a crisp? I kind of say that about most places I arrive. Can I just get, can I just leave? Except the Orinal Fair. It was fun. It mm-hmm. was really fun. I had a great time. Uh, okay, so we will uh, chat with you next week. Thanks again to Andy. And, um, and once again, podcast tour. Let's uh, sell out every single venue and have a real great time. Uh, come on, it'll be fun. They're going home. <laughs>